I can't explain why. Did I sense what was coming? But the back of my neck began to tingle with a thousand tiny pinpricks. I paused, holding my breath, dread seeping off the cold pavement into the bottoms of my feet and working its way up my legs. Then, something convinced me to hurry home, and I arrived at my door just in time to see the mailman materialize out of the fog. Pea soup, he said, shaking his head as he handed me a stack of mail. You be careful out there, Scooter, I smiled at him. I couldn't see you until you were on my front step. Don't worry about me, Miss James. I'm old friends with this fog. I watched him disappear into the whiteness and took the mail inside, where hot coffee was waiting, and poured myself a cup as I sorted through the stack. Along with the usual assortment of letters, bills, and catalogues, was a large manila envelope labeled Archer and Son, Attorneys at Law. I noticed the postmark, Grand Manitou Island, a popular tourist destination in one of the Great Lakes, halfway across the country from my home. I sat at my kitchen table sipping coffee, turning the envelope over and over in my hands. What was this about? What did this lawyer want with me? Finally, I took a deep breath and tore it open to face whatever it contained. I found two letters inside. One bore my name and address, handwritten on the front of a thick, creamy envelope, the back flap sealed with crimson wax. It was old-fashioned and lovely, reminding me of an invitation from another time and place. As it turned out, that's exactly what it was. The other was a white, business-sized, no-nonsense envelope. I opened that one first. Dear Ms. James, It is with deep regret that I inform you of Madeline Crane's death. I am Ms. Crane's attorney and the executor of her will. Please contact me at your earliest convenience. Respectfully yours, William Archer, Attorney at Law. Madeline Crane. The name sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. Why did this lawyer regret to inform me of her death? A feeling of undefined, unexplainable apprehension began to cling to me as I picked up the second letter. Why was my heart pounding so? Why were my hands shaking? I broke the seal on the back of the envelope, unfolded the letter, and began reading. It was dated almost one month ago. Dear Hallie, Thirty years ago, my daughter and my husband were killed in a boating accident near our island home. Imagine my surprise to find that they, you and your father, are very much alive. I don't quite know how to continue this letter. What do I say to my only child, for whom I have grieved all these years? I'll start here. When I learned that you were alive, I was as stunned as you must be now. I had the impulse to pick up the phone and call you immediately, but then it hit me. I could not do that. I had no idea what you had been told. Did you believe I was dead? Did you believe I had abandoned you? Your father could have told you anything. But now you're a grown woman. 
If you had any inkling I was alive, you would have found a way to contact me. I came to the conclusion that you and I must have been told the same lie, each believing the other was dead. We were both deceived. How does a mother rise from the dead and enter her child's life? I thought of coming to see you, but simply showing up on your doorstep did not seem wise. A letter seemed like the gentlest way to turn your world upside down. I know you must have many questions, as do I. I'll tell you a little about myself now, but really, can one sum up a lifetime in a few words? My name is Madeline Crane. I still live in the house where you were born on Grand Manitou Island. You may recognize my name. I am a photographer. You may have seen my work in various magazines. I imagine you grew up grieving for me.